Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Santa Claus too. I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> and um, it's cute. It's a cute movie. It's fine. How did you like it compared to the first one? Um, I mean, I think because I didn't watch it as like a young kid, I didn't have that like magic feel about it. Like the nostalgia wasn't attached. But that being said, I think it's still a cute like kids movie. Like I think kids would really like it because it's still like got all the magic and it's fun my only complaint with it was sometimes things would happen like kind of jumped around where i felt like scenes were missing Mm -hmm. maybe to make it a shorter movie because this one is rated g Mm -hmm. i believe and the first one was pg Mm -hmm. so i feel like maybe because it was a risk and they wanted to capture more of a younger audience. They made it G, so they just were like, okay, well, we need to make it as short as possible, although it's the longest of the movies in the trilogy, apparently. Mm. So I could be completely wrong about that, but it did definitely feel like stuff happened really quickly where I'm like, wait. Like where there was a lot leading up to one point and then it all kind of happens really fast right. at the end. So, you know, the basic story real quickly is Scott finds out that his son is on the naughty list mm-hmm. and he goes back to see what's going on and the principal is kind of coming down on his son, Charlie, because, you know, Charlie's screwing up. And uh, and then Scott ends up falling for the principal. Mm-hmm. And then there's a B story where uh, John Hodgman Elf has created... <laughs> John Hodgman Elf. <laughs> right. Has created a uh, uh, basically a toy Santa who um, is sort of like Drax in guardians of the galaxy it takes Mm -hmm. everything too literally and uh decides that all children are naughty yeah basically and scott has to go back and oh yeah and he has to get married yeah so the whole the the santa claus there's a lot going on yeah the santa claus too like the whole point is that there's a mrs claus and a mrs claus in the contract to become santa so he has to get married he has to find a wife by midnight on by the stroke of 12 on christmas yeah so it just so happens that he falls for the principal principal. yeah and then he does go go on a date that is amazing yeah recapping the story real quickly was just so i could basically say it was very confused how things were happening where they're on a date Mm -hmm. at a 
uh, staff Christmas party for the school. Mm-hmm. And then it seems like later that night, Charlie's throwing snowballs at her house. But I guess it wasn't later that night. No, because they're in different clothes. Right. So it must have been. Well, I thought that they went there and they, you know, Hooked up. changed clothes or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It was clear that they were like hanging out again or something like that. Yeah. But it did seem like because it was cut from one night to like another night. Yeah. That it seemed like it was just later that night. But it clearly wasn't because they're in different clothes. So. Mm-hmm. But I liked her. I thought she was a good antagonist. She's played by Elizabeth Mitchell from Lost. Mm-hmm. I liked her a lot. Yeah, I thought she did a good job of, you know, kind of being, you know, a hard-headed principal in the beginning where she's like, listen, we don't have the budget to do Christmas stuff because Charlie keeps like graffitiing stuff about the principal being against Christmas. Right. And she's like, listen, it's more important to me that they have like computers and, you know, school supplies. So yeah, no. she's a much better written villain than in 99% of all the Marvel movies. Yeah. You know, she actually has a reason for being the antagonist in the story. Yeah. Like it makes sense that she's like, listen, I get your kid likes Christmas, but this is public school. Yeah. And I like that, that she's just kind of like, she's not a nasty villain. She's just, she's just kind of a practical person who's like, look, I get your kid likes Christmas, but this isn't the way to deal with it. Here's a little bit of trivia that we actually just got on our Facebook group Mm. while we were watching this from our friend, Joe Apel. What's that? Famous Joe. Famous Joe. Yeah. Who, um, you know, if, this episode attracts younger people uh there's a good chance that joe has worked on cartoons that your kid enjoys yep yep (laughs) yes joe is a very very talented artist and Mm -hmm. uh, we actually have an alphabet picture yeah of his uh yeah for benji's nursery so Mm -hmm. uh quick plug for that go on redbubble and look up artist option joe Mm -hmm. and you can find some of joe's really cool kid-friendly art yeah but he let me know that lucy the daughter in this movie Mm -hmm. is played by uh liliana mumi and her dad bill mumi is from lost in space and stuff like that Uh but her mom actually went to berkeley high school really and graduated with i guess joe's parents oh my gosh that's so funny yeah Berkeley, that's so Michigan. Sweet. That yeah. yeah. That's what I figured. Yeah. But I'm sure people here don't. Yeah. <laughs> people listening might not know that we're referring to. There is a Berkeley in Michigan. That, yep. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so cool. I really liked all the other mystical creatures in this, like the Tooth Fairy. He was so sweet. And I did like that his costuming. Yeah. Was what I cool. really liked about him is he's played by a character actor named Art LaFleur, mm-hmm. who normally is in like, um, he normally plays like cops and stuff That's like that. That's what I was like, going to say. I'm like, he's probably movies. like a like a serious character right. actor who plays like cops or like fig- authority figures. For kid-friendly movies, he plays the babe in The Sandlot, but he's also mm-hmm. like, <laughs> plays uh, Sylvester Stallone's Cabretti's 
police captain mm-hmm. in the movie Cobra. Oh, that's funny. And uh, so he's just, he's one of those character actors that I really like a lot. And it was really fun seeing him play a straight up comedic role in a comedy. Yes, it was very sweet. Aisha Tyler plays Mother Nature. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big Aisha Tyler fan. I love Aisha Tyler. She's amazing. I love her so much. I know she does a lot of voiceover work, but she's, um, she plays Lana on uh, Archer. Yep. And her stand-up's really good, Her stand-up too. is hilarious. I watched um, one of her last ones mm-hmm. where um, I remember it opens up with her singing a song about how she's a black woman who doesn't have an ass. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. I love it, too, that she's like a legit nerd. She is like there's an episode of Archer where she talks about there's a flashback of her at a science fair and she's just like this nerdy kid with braces and like a green vest and there's this whole like the you know the trifold board or whatever and apparently they animated that based on an actual picture of her as a kid at a science fair yeah that's great Mm -hmm. Kevin Pollock plays Cupid. Yes. This is kind of funny. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, the Easter Bunny was played by another person who has roots in comedy. It's probably most known as an actor. It's uh, Jay Thomas, who mm-hmm. is on um, like the Cheers spinoff. I, he played like uh, Carla's husband, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but he died three oh, years ago, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. too bad. Tammy that we work with has a story about meeting him. That she's told me like <laughs> seven times. <laughs> Listen, and did you recognize who the Sandman was? The Sandman? Yeah. Or Father Time? The Sandman. Um, he was the sleepy guy. Yes. Was that? It was very hard to recognize him because when you normally see him, he's in pretty heavy prosthetics. I know I recognized him from something, but I, d- I don't know. What is he? You're going to be stunned when I tell you. What is he? It was Michael Dorn. Worf from Star Trek Next Generation. <gasps> That's who it was. Yeah. I'm like, I know that guy. You know what? This is so funny. I saw him at a Star Trek convention mm-hmm. that I went to as a kid. And I remember when he walked in, I was like, he looks so different without the thing on his forehead. Yes. <laughs> but then I would recognize him in things. And I know I knew him from somewhere when I saw him. But I'm like, what the hell is that? I can't believe that. That's so funny. Yeah. Molly Shannon has a scene in this movie mm-hmm. as a date that Scott goes on. Yeah, like he gets set up by his ex-wife because yeah. she's like all about Christmas. Yeah, and she is so insane on the date. She's so amazing. She starts singing a rendition of like, man, I feel like a woman, but it's all about Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Father Time is played by Peter Boyle. Yep. Who just kind of stands there. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't really do anything. Which is so weird that he's in the first movie as a different character completely. And it's not even a, uh, hey, <laughs> you must have killed Father Time. Because now you're Father Time. It's nothing. They just, he really doesn't even say anything. Very underused, I yeah. feel like, Peter Boyle. But I did like the date with Molly Shannon. As soon as I saw her it made me think of our coworker karen who like yeah. fucking loves christmas so much i was like man so <laughs> speaking of karen that we work with mm-hmm. coworkers were talking about seeing this movie uh, or seeing santa claus the mm-hmm. first one and i basically gave them the quick 5 minute recap of my feelings about it being a dark psychological thriller <laughs> oh. and savannah and karen were just so exhausted they were like oh my god is this what being married to you is like 
I was like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember you telling me that Karen was like, can't you just enjoy it? Like, because she loves Christmas so. She really does. Like, she has a little tree that she mounts on the top she of her car. She has multiple trees. She has a five foot tall Santa now. I saw that, that her dad got her that. But yeah, yeah. she does multiple trees in her house. I'm talking about the Christmas tree that she can put on top of her car. There's yeah, like they a keep little... referencing it, but I don't remember it at all. She she had to take it off because when it rained, it would leak in because it like... Straps on. The straps on, on yeah. yeah. She's like, oh man, but it's really cute. Okay. But she like, oh my God, she loves Christmas so much. It's, it's very sweet. I really wanted to go into the Santa Claus 2 doing sh- the shtick again about it being a dark psychological thriller. <laughs> and I really would have liked them to continue the lore and the rules of this mm-hmm. universe, which I still think is very, very bizarre. It is very bizarre. But they didn't really, though. I ended up genuinely really liking this movie. And <laughs> right now, the way I'm feeling is, of course, I'm not going to do any of the shtick that I did when you and I watched the Santa Claus. But I'm looking forward to showing Benji both of these movies. Yeah, I think they're very cute. And I think this one, it's very, I mean, obviously it's insane, like at the end that she's like, yes, of course I'll marry you. They've been, they've known each other for like a week. But um, it is, it's very sweet. One of the things that he does for her is teach her how to love Christmas again, because she's kind of like, yeah, you know, it used to be special to me as a kid. It's not really anymore because it it would appear that her parents aren't around anymore, or at least she doesn't see them. I don't know. They don't really (laughs) come into it. But she talks about how she's like, yeah, it was a really special time because it was the only time my parents got along. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's sort of sweet that she opens up to him like that. And I also like seeing the family be like uh, the parents, Judge Reinhold and the ex-wife. Yeah. Where be they dazzled the, by him still. Yeah. They weren't in the antagonists in this one. They were just sort of like his allies and stuff. Yeah. It's sweet. And like, it's clear that they've had a child together who calls him Uncle Scott, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very healthy relationship like, there. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's a sweet movie, and there's a lot at stake because there's the copy uh, of Santa that they made so that the elves don't worry that Santa's gone. Well, he goes to find a wife, so they make this copy of him who is a disaster and makes them all start making coal. It was good. It's cute. It's a cute movie. I mean... My only complaint is it could have used more David Krumholtz. Always. Because we liked him so much in the first one, and... Uh, Bernard in this one is kind of second fiddle elf to the John Hodgman elf. Yeah, yeah. Curtis. Which is not, yeah, John Hodgman. It's uh, Curtis played by Spencer Breslin. Yeah. I wonder if he's related to Abigail Breslin. Maybe. I wonder if he just didn't have the time to like commit to the movie or something like that. He was probably just a bigger actor at the, well, I don't know. Well, he had a show because oh, he had he that is show. brother and sister with Abigail Breslin. Oh, is he really? Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. But... David Crumholtz, I know he used to have a show, that show Numbers. I wonder if that was on at the same time. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, my guess is he was a bigger actor and he just, he was busier, so he couldn't really be shooting it that much. Or maybe it just got more expensive to have him on so many days. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. In any case, yeah. Um, so yeah, he wasn't in it as much, which kind of bummed me out, but the Curtis kid was charming and cute. And he was fine. He did look like John Hodgman to me. The he did, time. yeah, but I thought he was cute. I was 
so looking forward to recording so I could start calling him John Hodgman Elf. Oh my God, you're so ridiculous. You're an adult. I am. You are. So, I mean, it was fine. It was cute. I don't feel like it wasted my time. So Good, 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 good. There's that. Well, it looks like around this time, David Kremoltz was still doing a lot of like indie movies and stuff like mm. that. And, and, you know, maybe the part was just written for a younger, a different elf. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know. Either way. It's fine. I like the character design for the toy Santa. I thought yes. it was kind of creepy, but in a sort of like Max Headroom sort of way. Yeah. Like it was weird, but... It it wasn't scary <laughs> or anything. Like right. it definitely still worked as it for a kids movie. I think the way they shot things, maybe because that character was designed like it was, mm-hmm. where it's essentially Tim Allen's face. It is Tim Allen's face, but um, it's like his eyes and his. It's like they put a mask on Tim Allen. Yeah, of Tim, Tim Allen mask face. on Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah, because you could tell he, you know, obviously yeah. it's him wearing it. But at the end, they have kind of like a little tussle in the Mm -hmm. sleigh and it it just looks like they just put someone else in that mask yeah which i'm like and i think it it worked handy you know yeah that they didn't have to it ended up working really well because it was you know a mask yeah or whatever so i think um yeah it ended up not looking super fake like how that can look sometimes in older movies when it's the same actor having to like interact with the other i wonder where this was shot because the snow looked very legit it did i remember thinking that like when she was brushing the snow off of her car when i was like okay that actually looks like snow would well it was filmed in um in vancouver so good chance it was real snow then it is good chance it was real snow and even if it wasn't i feel like they probably knew what they were doing when it comes to spraying snow right not like those motherfuckers and fucking (laughs) (laughs) that's the first swearing in this episode we are over 15 minutes into the episode what was the name of that movie with billy crystal and gregory hines that we oh yeah yeah and running scared running scared the snow in that movie was so bad yeah I still think about that, where I'm like, what the f- Why did they do that? Why would they spray snow like that? Those stupid idiots. Snow falls. It falls. People don't shoot snow at walls with t-shirt cannons. No. Ugh. I'll never forget how bad that snow was. I'm so mad. Okay, the only creepy thing in this, which, uh... <laughs> I don't know if I want to share how my brain got there. Okay. Running scared made me think of... Remember when they're uh, wearing the long underwear and they're mm-hmm. shooting the guns and they show it from behind? Yeah. And they have the weird stances. Yeah. That's really just kind of highlighting their butts. Yeah. So the toy Santa without any clothes on was a little disconcerting. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. It was, I didn't love it. I don't like it at all. But, I mean, I guess butts are funny. Yeah, butts are funny. The fact that the reindeers... <laughs> Oh, that was and, the other thing. And the one Muppet on Sesame Street all sound like the really fucked up hormone monster in the TV know. show Big Mouth. Yeah. Just really, really upsets me. It does. It It is weird where they're like, and it's like, oh, God, I just I'm waiting for him to like say something nasty about titties. I know. Because. <laughs> Oh, yeah. If you watch Big Mouth, you know exactly what we're talking about. The gross hormone monster. Also, 
this was interesting. So when he comes into town, like to find a wife, he brings Comet with him, mm-hmm. who's just chilling in the backyard and getting like snacks from Lucy, the 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 daughter, the daughter. So he like goes out there because he's like, oh no, I need to get back to the North Pole to like save Christmas. And Comet is just surrounded by candy wrappers <laughs> and is just this big fat blob. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that. He should be dead. He should be deceased. <laughs> Maybe chocolate isn't poisonous to reindeers like it is. I'm gonna dogs say and cats. probably. Listen, they, they did do a great joke of making sure he farted. Yeah. Did you know that was gonna happen, or no. did you just call it? No, I just knew. I was like, that yeah. de- that reindeer is 100 percent gonna fart. Because you call it, and then like 10 seconds later, <laughs> fart joke. Yeah. Yeah. No, I knew. I'm like. It's a kid's movie. He's not going to poop or barf. Fart. He's going (laughs) to fart. And I did say at the end, because at the very end of the movie, he's like flying to like deliver all the presents, but he had to like load Comet's big fat ass into the back of the (laughs) back of the sleigh. And so he flies off and then he's like silhouetted by the moon. Like they fly across the moon. And I'm like, man, it would have been so funny if (laughs) Comet barfed right then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which i think is a missed opportunity they should have done that i feel like if we were still in la you could be a script doctor to let people know exactly where the fart scene should happen in each movie <laughs> be like all right guys this is when farts need to happen farts are funny would you take that for like any movie like what do you mean like be a script doctor for farts yeah yeah like what if steven spielberg <laughs> steven had, spielberg had, called me and said anything i'd be like yes okay so he has a, a brain injury and he's oh, not God. making the best choices anymore. And he's like, hey, Alfred. <laughs> I'm making Sanders list too. No. Where's his flashing goal? I would take the money and run. Yeah. I would take the money and run. I mean, I would tell him where to put a fart. Where would you put a fart in Schindler's List to? So remember when the little kid is in the latrine? <laughs> okay, we're done. It just gets dark we're and done. you just hear no and then fart. That's okay, where it goes. we're no more. No more. No that, no, that was good. I'm sorry for opening this can of worms. I mean you should be, because that's yeah. horrifying. Yeah, okay. I'm upset. My bad. I'm upset with myself now. Yeah, you don't need to yes and me. I don't do it very often. No, you really don't. And the one time you <laughs> chose in 2020 was the wrong time. You know what? Everything about 2020 is wrong, so it's fine. Yeah. We just sent out our Christmas card. We did. Which people should be receiving by the time they hear this, so... Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I must not have done a good job of communicating what the card was going to be exactly although i did do a sketch of it and i feel like the final product looks a lot like the sketch yeah so it's me and you changing benji's diaper yeah and the caption says we hope uh hoping your christmas is less crappy than the rest of 2020 yeah and then i photoshopped a bunch of poop (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it was just our baby, like, laying on his changing pad. Like, he has a diaper on, like, you can't see anything. But But I'm holding another diaper. You're holding another diaper. And then I decided to, like, Photoshop that diaper to look just like a big, big poop mess. Yeah, like a big poopy diaper. Yeah, so I had all these layers, and I was like, oh, then I can really put poop in. Well, I knew I was going to put poop 
on the card from the get-go. I did know you were going to put poop on the card from oh, the get-go. Oh, you did know? Yeah, because you were going to say... I you didn't know, because no, you looked at it, and you, you were like, is there poop? No, I thought it was just going to be in the diaper you were holding. Oh, I didn't okay. know you were going to put it like on the baby oh, yeah, and on the changing table. Oh, yeah, it's smeared on the changing table. table. Yeah, it's, it's on my shirt. It's mm-hmm. in my fingers. Mm-hmm. It's in the diaper that I'm holding. Yeah. It's on his calf. It is. It's all over him. It's all over you. I feel like it's some of my best photoshopping. I'm proud of you. I uh, I used a good brush. Mm -hmm. um, Made it just liquid enough of a texture. Uh, Used a couple different shades. uh, Mm -hmm. Well, two different shades of brown and one shade of yellow. And then I applied a smear technique uh, kind of doing like I was on an episode of Dexter and deciding where I would be smearing from. <laughs> it's so gross. So um, we've uh, we've sent out sixty Christmas cards yeah. this year, and um, I hope that you are uh, some of the sixty people that got them. Yeah, it, they're gross, but like cute gross. Yeah. And uh, well, here's here's the thing: we're friends with the Landau's mm-hmm. and their Christmas card game is it's, off the hook. It is off the hook. Either the first one we got or the first one they did was their white Christmas one where it's, I think it was the first one that we got. Yeah. It was their white Christmas one. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. It's, um, it was, so it's Dave dressed as Santa. His wife is just like snorting cocaine off of Prince's Purple Rain. Off of Prince's Purple Rain album. Dave is holding a gun. Like yeah. and their dogs are like passed out. And it says hoping uh, here's to a white Christmas. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny. So we've decided we want in on the stellar Christmas card game. Yes, we do. Yes. We went for it. So we're starting with a shit joke. Yes. Well, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. This year has been a shit show, so. Yeah. Why not? We will watch Home Alone. Yes, that's going to be my We have pick. discovered this week that I have not seen Home Alone. No, you haven't. But technically speaking, even though we did get a lot of suggestions, and I think we should do an additional one, mm-hmm. maybe have a bonus episode this month. Okay. Joe April did suggest Santa Claus 3. He does think that we should watch 2 and 3, so I think... Even me not stretching and being a baby making my own rules or anything like this. Technically speaking, Santa Claus 3 could be a you made us watch. But I will say that Karen and Savannah at work have said that we could skip three. But I still would like to complete the trilogy. Whatever you want to do. Okay. I've given up trying to fight it. And then, because you'll never stop, is what's going to happen. Tentatively, mm-hmm. we are going to try to get Sam along with Santiago. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I sent out their Christmas card, I sent it to Sam and Santiago Ray Glacius. Ray Glacius, <laughs> which I'm like, that's great. You're fantastic. I, I love am. it. Yeah, that's a good one. Because uh, every podcast needs more Sam Rager. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. So we are going to. Uh, try to do some sort of watch party where we all watch rare exports. That'll that be is, fun because yeah, they a, haven't seen it. Right. And that's a good one. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It's a really good one. So 
we're going to try to pack in as many Christmas episodes as we can this month. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd just like to thank you all for listening to the podcast. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Yeah. I don't go on Facebook that much anymore, but when I do go on, it's nice seeing that people are posting stuff in the Facebook group for this podcast and the responses that are there just it it just really makes me happy and uh you know this is a thing that you and I do for each other and the fact that other people are enjoying it is it's fun yeah it it feels good I'm really glad that people are enjoying it because we are enjoying it too I'm sorry that we got along so well on this episode well we'll find something to fight about later yeah I'm sure we will yeah I mean, you might hate Home Alone. Like I was saying during dinner, I feel like I've seen enough clips of Home Alone that I've probably seen at least half of Home Alone. I'm sure. Well, I mean, you definitely know like what the plot is and like what happens. But I mean, I think you'll enjoy seeing it. Okay. All right. Well, until the next episode. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.